The universe is loud in a very quiet way. Are you listening? listening, listening, listening? Welcome to the Cosmic Whispers podcast, where we delve into the realms of spirituality, personal growth, and the cosmic dance between the third and fifth dimensions. In a world filled with noise and distractions, we invite you to tune in to your own cosmic whispers, where we can awaken our inner wisdom and embark on unveiling the authentic self and cosmic connection. Please note that the content provided here is not intended as medical advice. It is essential to consult your healthcare professional for any medical inquiries. Welcome to episode four. Today, our special guest, Annette Delu of Infinite Soul Love has returned once again. Annette is an Akashic Records conduit and channel and divine connection coach. She can help you find your way to unconditional love by transcending repeating patterns and wounding in your life. She's also the host of the podcast, The Heart of You, which gives you the tools to move through your spiritual awakening in a way that's most aligned for you. In addition, she can help guide you through your twin flame journey. Welcome back, Annette. Hi, thanks so much, Joan. It's so great happy to be to back. Have you here. Um, in today's episode, we're going to do an Akashic Records channeling session so we can show the listeners how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to give a bit of a background sure. of what we went over in our last private readings so the listeners can mm-hmm. you know, have an idea of what's happening. As we discussed, my soul path is breaking the damsel in distress narrative, connecting with Mother Gaia, and also connecting with mm-hmm. the human experience and humans in general. And we also briefly discussed that I'm a transmuter of energies. And um, I, I just mm-hmm. feel like this podcast is al- allowing me to do all of that. So it's all related. Yeah. We also confirmed that Tupi and I have had many past lives together and that she is here as an energy detector. And the guides mentioned it's much deeper than that. I feel like Tupi and I communicate telepathically. And I feel like she understands that we human, like what we humans are talking about. Right. So I will give you all the questions. Okay. Yeah. Um. Usually in these sessions... And this is the same for all of the Akashic Record sessions as well that I do for people is that I usually like to get all the questions up front because the guides are really great about sort of weaving in the story and sort of touching on all of the questions that you need the answers to. It's a really beautiful tapestry. So all the questions, just hit me with them and, and we'll yeah, dive and just in. Just to note on that, I think it's really beautiful how they kind of prioritize and it is like a storytelling. It's, it's really, it's really cool. I'm super excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. the questions are, are there any past life influences or karmic patterns affecting my current soul path? And is there a way to better align with mm-hmm. my soul path? As a okay. transmuter, what does that mean? And how can I release old patterns or energies that l- no longer serve me and the collective in a less dramatic, painful way? Mm. Uh, how do I know if I'm transmuting for myself, for the collective or the person next to me? What is Mm -hmm. Tupi's role in my life and the podcast as she tends to do a panic bark whenever I hit record, as just happened Mm. (laughs) before we started? How can I cultivate a stronger connection with my higher self and spirit guides to receive guidance on my journey? And last but not least, what do the guides want the listeners to hear? Okay, great. So what we're going to start with is we're going to start with three deep breaths and we're going to get into the energies and then I will ask you for your full name and birth dates, and then we'll open up the records and see where the guides want to take us first. So we're going to start off with the inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Inhale. 
And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. One more time. Inhale. And exhale. So I would like you to imagine that you're in a place somewhere in nature. It can be anywhere you choose. It can be a place that you've been to or a place that you're creating right now in your imagination, in your mind's eye. And I would like you to imagine that you are connecting to the earth in that place, connecting to all of your senses. And I would like you to direct your attention to the soles of your feet And imagine a beautiful cord of light coming from the soles of your feet and diving all the way down into the center of the earth. And as those cords reach the center of the earth, imagine that beautiful divine Gaia energy, that earth energy, attaching to those cords and traveling all the way back up, up, up until it reaches the soles of your feet. And allow it to wash over the tops of your feet to your ankles, from your ankles to your knees. From your knees to your hips, to your root chakra, to your sacral chakra, to your solar plexus, all of your internal organs, and let that light land softly in your heart space. And then I would like you to imagine a divine crystalline light about six feet or two meters above your head. And imagine that light is shining down through your crown chakra and allowing that light to shine down over your forehead to your third eye, to the back of your head, the nape of your neck, down your nose, your lips, your chin, down to your throat chakra. over your shoulders, to your elbows, all the way to the ends of your fingertips. And allow that light to land softly in your heart space, connecting us to that divine Gaia energy, keeping us grounded this earth plane while we access the Akashic Records. I want to thank Akula, my Akashic guide, for being here today. Hey, how are you? Okay, cool, thanks. So, um... I would like to invite Archangel Metatron and Archangel Sandalphon to be here and help us know what we need to know within the records for Joan. Thank you. So Joan, if you could just state your full name and birthday, please. Sure, it's Joan. Great, thank you. So we understand the messages that Joan is looking to have answered. And where do we need to go first? Hmm. <laughs> They're saying Tupi because Tupi really wants to talk. So it's really funny. Um, while I was doing the initial meditation, I heard Tupi barking in the background and I basically just said to her telepathically, I said, it's okay. We'll, we'll get to it and I'll talk to you. Don't worry. We'll get the messages. And then as soon as I said that she stopped barking, I think it's, it's sort of more her own urgency of wanting to be a part of this and wanting to be able to communicate. 
Um, and for the record, I don't often communicate with animals. It comes up sometimes, but not often. And so this is going to be sort of a a new territory for me, <laughs> which is always fun to do when you're exploring the records and and being able to experience Duke new things. Is also extremely insistent. <laughs> <laughs> she's very yeah, pushy. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> she's saying she's not helping with the podcast. She is the podcast. It is about what she does and what you do together. It is about your connection together. It is about the energy that you're creating together. So when you're trying to get her to calm down before the podcast, that's not what she wants. What she wants you to do is she wants you to connect with her. Oh. She wants you to connect with her telepathically and actually ask her what it is that she wants to do and her intentions for the podcast or for whatever it happens to be, because she wants to be intrinsically involved into what is happening. That makes sense. Because she won't calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's saying, stop, stop shushing me. Stop Aww. telling me to calm down because like, I'm, I'm not, it, that's not what this is about. It's not about me freaking out or needing to calm down. It's about me wanting to have the uh, the input that I need to have in your story and in your life. And our energies together are more powerful than just your energy alone. And understanding that you can tap into her energy and vice versa and have this like almost like this symbiotic connection between the two of you and be able to understand that what you are doing together is for the greater good of all. And she's saying just because she's a dog, it doesn't mean that she's <laughs> not necessarily important energetically. Yes, Tupi. I understand. She's emphasizing that point. <laughs> Clearly. That just because she's not human doesn't mean that her energy is any less powerful than yours. She wants to tell you that even if a soul's energy is within a flower or within a rock or within a part of this earth that is not human, it is still just as expansive and just as important as every other soul. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's true. She's also saying it doesn't mean that she's less evolved than, than you as well. So what they're, sh they're showing me that what they've said in the past is that it goes into this space of collective souls for pets and not just pets, animals in general. So uh, animals will have a collective soul. It's like they are their own source energy almost. They're their own group of source energy. And then as each soul sort of individualizes and breaks off from the collective, that's when they become pets. That's when they become other personalities like a horse that would belong to somebody or a raccoon that maybe is now somewhat domesticated because living in an urban area is now sort of disconnected from the collective energy of raccoons. And so it changes them. It changes their energy. It changes what their experience is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are less evolved than us on a spiritual level. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. It's just like anyone else, any other soul path, it all just depends on where that particular soul is in their journey. And Tupi is saying to me that she's old. She's very, very old. She hasn't been a dog before. She finds it interesting to be in the body that she's in. 
She's um she's a much older soul than you are actually even Joan. And you're a pretty old soul, so like she's definitely here to guide you in a lot of ways. She's gone through what you've gone through. And she's also saying you wouldn't have listened to a human. So she needed to play this role for you. <laughs> the most frustrating part is not being able to communicate. Yeah. So I'm showing, I'm showing her, um, you know, those little, those buttons that people use now to communicate with dogs. I showed that to her and she's like literally pushing that away saying, no, that's like primitive. No, Joan can connect with me directly and get the messages herself. Joan, do you have any other questions about Tupi? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do work on connecting with her, but it, do they have maybe something like a little extra tip to help me? Because I feel like we do connect telepathically. Like I can tell what she's thinking, what she wants to do, but more on like a surface level, like, oh, I want to go out and play or, you, you know, things like that mm. um, in terms of receiving mm -hmm. messages from her on a deeper level. Is there something that mm, I, I should okay. be doing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the difference between yeah. the 3D and the yeah. 5D, right? So right now I'm connecting to her 5D yeah. self, not her 3D self. So you're connecting to her 3D self telepathically. So you're getting right. her dog needs. You're getting her dog speak her, you know, whatever she's wanting to do as a dog. So what you just need to do is shift that to the 5D mm. level, which would be to her soul level. So your higher self, her higher self, are having a conversation. And what you can simply do is imagine, close your eyes and just imagine the soul of you and the soul of her, maybe just sort of rising up a little bit and meeting uh, maybe about six feet above your head okay. and just sort of have a conversation with okay. that soul as you would any other yeah. soul, right? And practice doing that and seeing okay. what comes up you'll know the difference in the communication of whether or not it is on the 3d level, ego level, just random thoughts and whatnot, and whether or not it's an actual communication between you and, okay. and to be soul. Yeah. Okay. So she wasn't my last dog, my last dog, Ginger. It's more complicated okay. than that. Can you explain? We can try. This is the full expression of the soul that mm -hmm. she is. She is 100% embodied as a soul into this particular being as your dog in this lifetime for her. The previous essence or the previous soul of the dog that you're speaking of, the previous dog to her, had elements of this soul. We don't want to necessarily use the term soul fragments, but it is similar to that. It is an amalgamation of that soul as well as the collective soul of dogs. If you can imagine you have a box and only one person fits in this box, it's an energetic box, let's say, and let's say the box is filled with the collective soul of dogs and then that soul is slowly being pushed out to the other side in lieu of this new soul that's coming in. It is similar to that. So your previous dog was part collective dog soul and part the same soul that is to be at this time. So in other words, that soul who was in your previous dog 
who is now the full embodiment of Tupi at this time, was able to pop in and pop out at will. She was able to not be a dog for a period of time and come back in and be a dog. So the collective dog soul was with her at all times. That was the soul anchoring of that particular dog body. And this particular soul who has been helping you was essentially trying on the experience of being a dog after having gone through an accession process, having gone through being human, having gone through all of these things. She wanted to try it out to see if it was something she could tolerate. So she would pop into the dog body and pop back out at various different times to be able to assess whether or not it was something that she could do or something she wanted to do, something that would be effective. So then if you can imagine now with Tupi, that box is now filled entirely with the soul that has decided to become Tupi, whereas in your previous dog, it was part dog collective soul and part the soul that's in her now. That makes complete sense. I can see it in the behaviors. Oftentimes when we give you answers, and they're very simple, we do that because it's easily understandable for your human brains to comprehend. And then at times when you ask a more probing question, a more detailed question, you're going to get a different answer. And it's because there is more information to be had. It's not about a contradicting in information. It is about the fact that there is more information. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. So is there anything else on that topic? No, not at this time. Okay. Okay. So then uh, let's go into any, any blocks that, that Joan might have, any past lives that are blocking what she's doing with her sole purpose, all of those questions that she had in the beginning, which one do we want to tackle first? Transmuting. Okay. Mm. This is a very simple question to answer regarding when you're transmuting, whether you're transmuting your own energy or other people's energy. You can feel it in your solar plexus. You can feel it in your gut, so to speak. When you are transmuting your own energy, you will feel the pain, the sadness, the grief. You will feel the fear. You will feel all of the energies that are within you that needs to that need to be transmuted. And you will feel them at your core. You will know that they're yours. When you are transmuting energy for other people, we encourage you to assess whether or not this is your job and whether or not you are meant to do this. We encourage you to put up your bubble of protection as you always do, but then ask your higher self to only take part in the transmutation of energies that you are meant to help with. If you are not meant to help with it, you can leave it. Mm. Yeah. They're showing me a really funny analogy of like somebody mowing the lawn. And so they're showing me like you're mowing somebody's lawn and yours at the same time. So it's like, you know, the lawnmower is sort of eking over onto the property line of somebody else. And they're saying that that's what you want to prevent from happening. So if you're meant to go actually full on, you know, help with somebody's lawn, then you can go do that. But, you know, you need to clean up the edges of the energy. So you're not like sort of creeping over into transmutating other people's energy that you're not meant to, because it's just depleting your energy. It's just making you more tired 
It's making you more introverted. It's making you more disconnected. And just putting up the energetic barrier is enough? Yes. Okay. If you will, this will be a an extra layer around her protective bubble that will be on the outside of what she currently does. And this layer will be solid, almost like a steel ball around her. And it will allow those boundaries to be very sharp. Okay. So how does she know when she's meant to transmute energy for somebody? She knows. It's never in passing. It's always in a situation where she is face-to-face with somebody, where she is having a conversation, where she is integrating and being a part of that person's experience. Okay. Okay. So then what else does she need to do in order to protect her energy? Nothing, just as we just as we spoke about earlier. And then the other part of this is the transmutation of Earth herself and the energy upon the Earth. That is something that you are doing on a regular basis, Joan. That is not something that we wish for you to cease doing. We wish for you to continue doing that work. That is less heavy and it is less draining on your body. And how does that manifest in my body then? I'm feeling tingles coming from my feet and going all the way up my body. Almost like you're like a like a human glass <laughs> of fizzy water. It's like the bubbles of the, the transmutation are just sort of moving through your body and out the top of your head. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going through my physical ailments. Like I think I think mostly I've been transmuting for other people then when I shouldn't be. Because um, when mm-hmm. I get stomach issues just randomly, like mm-hmm. I had the past couple of days, mm-hmm. and when I get stomach issues when I really have no reason to, then I think that's when yeah. I'm transmitting for myself. That's not too often compared to, um, I want to say it feels like more anxiety when I'm out and release, more like mm. in my chest area mm-hmm. of when I'm transmuting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I get these random challenging feelings, I think that's when I need to do more of the protective bubble. Yeah, when you add this extra layer of the protective bubble, go out and experience life and see how it changes and shifts. The stomach issues you were having are something of a collective Mm -hmm. at the moment. There are things that are going on currently at this time, especially with this full moon. Annette has experienced these symptoms incredibly, as well as a lot of purging. And many other people that Annette has spoken to have had the same problem and the same issues. Can you tell us what that, um, like what the, the stomach issue is about? It is nervousness about going to the next level. Mm. That is something that everyone is experiencing at this time. We are asking you to be bigger than you have ever been before. We are asking you to go further than you have ever gone before. And those of you who are ready know that it's time. Annette described it yesterday as needing to shed a version of herself, like shedding a snakeskin and not being able to do it, feeling that pull to explode out of that skin and move into a different area energetically and not really knowing how to do it and when it's going to happen, but feeling that uncomfortability of that experience, the fear about that experience 
the fear of leaving behind the things that you used to know, the fear of embracing what is to come. What we can say to you about that is you are all powerful. Each one of your souls is all powerful and perfect and divine. You are just becoming more of who you are. So there should be no fear in that as you shed away these human attachments, these human things that you are connected to. If you can imagine what your light body looks like without the human body, you can see that it's perfect. A lot of the fear that comes in has to do with dying because our human bodies have known for centuries upon centuries upon centuries upon millennia that when you are in your light body, that means your human body has died. That is where a lot of this nervousness comes in because your human body is saying, no, 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 I don't want to die. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is you're becoming more of your light body within your current human existence. And it's almost as if your body can't compute that existence simultaneously while being human. That is what a lot of these ascension symptoms are about. It's a lot about the body adjusting to the amount of light, the body adjusting to the amount of frequency that's coming in. A lot of people talk about these as upgrades. And while they are in some respect, in other respects, they are basically just becoming more you. Being human is a, an incredibly dumbed down version of who you actually are. And we don't say that to be mean or flip, but we're saying that because that is the experience that needed to happen that you've chosen to have at this time. Anything else about that? Yes. Okay. We encourage you to take better care of your bodies. This does not mean going to the gym seven days a week and drinking nothing but juice. This means listening to your body and what it needs, and every person is different. So if you would like to take care of your body in the way that your body is telling you, check in with yourself, check in with what your body needs. If you need to exercise, exercise. If you need to rest, rest. That is all on this topic. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So where do we need to go now? Oh, actually, um, Joan, do you have any questions about that? Um, I don't, but I just, I wanted to comment on the dumbed down version of your, of who you really are. And it makes complete sense. Okay. Thank you. I was just thinking how it is about balancing the 3D and the 5D and how our 3D bodies interpret good news in a different way where it's almost painful. Mm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just funny how that works. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Okay. The question you had regarding, do you have any lifetimes that are sort of holding you back from the fullest expression of who you are? The answer is no. You have done all the clearing thus far that you need to do. That does not necessarily mean that you will not need to do more clearing in the future. But as of this point, you have done the clearing that you need to do. It is now about the integration of that information the letting go of the old and the embracing what is to come. Did you have any other questions that were more specific? Um, Sorry, Tupi really wants to say something. 
Yeah, you know, in my in my logic brain, I am ready to let go of the old, but I feel like my body's still holding to it. Um, mm. And, you know, I do as much as I can to let it go. But, you know, I feel like maybe that's also causing resistance. So mm. I don't know if there's something that can help to let me let go of the remain like I feel like there's just like 10% that's just like holding on for dear life and I'm just like get it out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's it's funny um is this is this something that I need to talk about yes okay I experienced something very very similar over the last week or so and yesterday's purge was strong for me I actually did reach out to the woman who taught me how to do the Akashic Records because I needed somebody to guide me into where my blind spots were and where I I discovered a couple of past lives that between my twin flame and I that were really, really tough. They were really tough for me to the point where I had to go and talk to the version of myself who was in a previous lifetime, who was really holding on to this pain, this anxiety, this grief of losing him in a previous life. And what I have been interestingly doing in this lifetime right now in this current moment is also letting go of him. Now, that doesn't mean not wanting to be connected to my twin flame. It simply means I have to let go of everything that we were, Mm -hmm. everything. So if there is going to be any type of connection between us in, in, in the future, in this lifetime, in next lifetime, whatever it is, it has to be in a completely new energy and a clean slate. And in order to do that, I had to take the leap to let go of him entirely. And I thought I had done that, but then what you, like you said, the 10%, what I had to let go of was the sort of waiting energy that I had I had been in for so long, even though I had been on dating apps in the past, but I never really took it seriously and that sort of thing. So I actually decided to go on a dating app and say, okay, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to start going on dates and I'm going to start moving on. And it was just doing that in itself that allowed me to release that oh, energy. Wow, okay. So so the thing is, is that it's, I haven't even gone on any dates yet from this yeah. second, you know, this, this next uh, bout of, you know, being on a dating app, but like, you know, I'm supposed to go out with a guy on Monday and here's what the funny thing that happened. So he's like, oh, Hey, let's go out on Monday. And I was like, sure. And then turns out, cause I, one of my things on my profile is like, Hey, ask, like, you know, yeah. ask about the Akashic records or you should yeah. look it up or something like that. He looked it up and he's like, oh, so tell me more about this Akashic Record thing. So we ended up talking all about, oh, maybe you could help me with my problems and yeah. maybe you could help me with this. And I'm really interested and da, 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 da. So now I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is, is a not new a client. Date. Like <laughs> he's going to be booking. No, he's going to yeah. be booking a session. Right. <laughs> so like I didn't, I didn't actually, you know, um, I didn't actually think that he was somebody who was going to be like a potential right partner, right? I knew energetically and I know energetically that I'm not going to meet a potential partner Mm -hmm. on a dating app. Like I just know that. Um, but I needed to go through the process in order to Mm -hmm. release that energy. So sometimes when you have that 10%, it's not that you have to go and physically do something drastic, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like, um, testing yourself to say, Hey, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like joining the dating app and saying, hi, are you ready? 
are you fully aligned with opening yourself up to a beautiful divine connection to somebody who is going to be the same uh, or similar energetic resonance as you, somebody who's going to show up for you, somebody who is going to be a partner to walk this path with? Are you open Mm -hmm. to this? Because what I was focusing on before, which was a version of my twin flame, that was none of those things, right? So if you're continuing to focus on that in the past, it's it's going to continue to hold you back. So the reason why they're having me tell you this story and your listeners this story is because maybe that last little 10% is simply just you being willing to move forward, not necessarily having to move forward, but willing to move forward. So what is it? What does that look like in your life? Okay. So that was a little segue, but in terms of you and what you need to do, and it is simply about being able to understand the places where you are holding on too tightly to things. For you, it's about being more nimble. It's about being more flexible. It's about being more in tune to what might be happening at any given moment. So what they're showing me is Wanda from the Marvel Universe, the Scarlet Witch, and they're, you know, she throws these giant energy balls, okay? So they're showing you to me as somebody right now who's like, somebody's throwing you an energy ball, you're catching it, integrating it and saying, okay, I'll take this on and I'll transmute this. Thank you. Okay, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Why am I doing this, right? So then the the nimble part of this is going to be, or the Scarlet Witch throws you a, an energy ball and you're like dodging and weaving and like moving around so you're, it doesn't actually hit you. So that's what they're talking about, about being more nimble. It's not about you just like bracing for oh impact. It's about you relaxing and just maneuvering and being very fluid in how you move through this world and through your your flow of your life right? So if you see something coming on the horizon and you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to take that on. Okay. So take a right turn, take a left turn, just move, just do something different than what you normally would do. Okay. Don't be frozen in place. Don't feel like you have to sit there and take it. Don't feel like you have to sit there and experience what that is. Just understand that you are energetically and physically able to dodge those sort of energy bombs go forward in your life and not have to worry about doing other people's work for them, essentially. Tupi agrees. They're saying the words to me, energetic codependency. Oh, no. I think we talked about codependency. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm good. Like, I've almost cleared it out of my life. And then there's energetic codependency. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, that makes sense. Because I feel like I'm so used to taking the bombs that I just don't think differently. And again, this goes Mm, back to, mm -hmm. I think, what we discussed a while back about that scene in The Matrix where Neo is dodging bullets because he realizes he can dodge Mm. bullets. That's literally what I have to do. Yeah. And I just forgot. All right. Yep. 100%. That's exactly what (laughs) needs to happen. Yeah. A lot of your wounding is turning towards your old self. It is completely. I recognize that. Have you ever felt like you need a little grounding when the full moon hits? Perhaps you want to open your third eye a bit before meditation. Get your creative juices flowing for a project or balance some womb healing. 
Cosmic Mama ceremonial herbal teas for the chakras can help. Our 100% organic, sustainably sourced, and caffeine-free blends are meticulously handcrafted in small batches. Whether you're looking for an herbal infusion to complement an intentional moment or ceremony, or you just want to enjoy a soothing and delicious brew, Cosmic Mama is here for you. You can support our podcast and enjoy 15% off with code WHISPERS15 on CosmicMama.co. Indulge in the magic of Cosmic Mama ceremonial herbal teas and let their harmonizing essence guide you on your path of connection and well-being. So if you're comfortable with it, what I would like to do is actually sort of go into a space where you are facing your old life. And when I see you turning towards the past and your old life and who you were, what is the feeling, the very first feeling that comes up for you? I've been in like a grieving period, like a mourning period for Mm -hmm. quite a while on my old. Okay like my old life and my old self. Like Mm, I really am so different from five years ago. It's incredible. And I think I'm just maybe having a hard time accepting that. So Mm -hmm. can you feel that feeling right now? Okay. What I would like you to do is I would like you to tap into Mm -hmm. your intuition. So go into your heart space and ask your heart where the origination of that grief is. Is it in this lifetime? Is it in an old lifetime? Is it a particular age? Do you have an age that you could attribute to that? I think it's in this lifetime. And I think generally speaking, it's probably childhood. And I think because I I have always grown up being kind of the black sheep. So I th- mm. think what I'm grieving is that I was finally super accepted. When I talk old self, I'm saying like five years ago, like my recent old self, and how mm-hmm. I had really blossomed into this person that was really accepted. And then I feel mm. like I'm stepping away from that and starting from scratch, turning into this new person and trying to find my way of acceptance in terms of community, which is, you know, it goes deeper to my dark night of the soul and that whole thing for what's been happening the past four years. Sure. All right. So what I would like you to imagine is I would like you to imagine that you're standing in a circle and this circle is full of this beautiful divine light protection. And I'm going to invite in the version of yourself, the childhood version of yourself to be with us in that circle. And then I would also like you to imagine the version of yourself that you felt was finally accepted. And I would like you to have a little conversation with the child version of you and ask her what it is that she needs and how she's feeling. I keep getting just acceptance and confidence or esteem, but that comes with acceptance. So it's related. Mm. and trust too trust comes up too Okay. and then I would like you to turn to the older version of yourself the one that feels that you finally received those things and I would like you to ask her if she really feels that she fully received that acceptance that trust that confidence not yet working work in progress <laughs> yeah okay And can you ask her why she didn't receive it at that time, even though you perceived that she did? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It feels very, um, feels like old. So, um, Mm. yeah, it's weird. It feels old, but it feels small. It just feels old Mm -hmm. and I can't seem to pinpoint. Mm -hmm. So what I'm seeing is a layer, like a layer of energy that's around her. 
In other words, she has been creating this layer around her that represents what the world would see as acceptable. And so you have been cultivating this since your childhood. You've been cultivating this layer around you that says to everybody in the outside world, look at me, I'm acceptable now. And this is something you've been creating over time. It is based in your personality. It's based on you as a human, but it is not including the spiritual version of you. This is why it's still a work in progress. This is why it's still not landing because it is an element still of this energetic codependency of I'm going to show people what they want to see. I'm going to tell people what they want to hear so I will be accepted as opposed to doing and saying the things that are aligned for you on a soul level. So I would like you to imagine that you are giving the permission to both that little girl and the older version of you. Give them both permission to remove that barrier, remove that layer around all of you, to be able to be fully the expression of who you are, understanding that the right people will connect with you, the right people will be there to accept and admire you for what you're doing. And I would like you to join hands, all three of you, and imagine that you are giving to each other this beautiful acceptance, this love, this self-love. Imagine you're all coming in together for a group hug, imagining that you are lovable just the way you are. There need not be any layers. There need not be any people-pleasing, any showing people who you think they want to see. You are fully incredible, lovable, and amazing as you are. Okay. Okay. So how does that feel? Can you check in with the little girl version of you and the older version of you and ask them how they feel? I imagined um, actually like a soap bubble around us. That was easy to pop. Mm. So yeah. Oh, great. Super, super great. Yeah. Awesome. And ironically, last night I pulled a card that said, Canary Spirit, sing your own song. Stop trying to Mm. say or do things that you think people want, would expect of you or would want. But, you know. Yeah. That's so related to a lot of societal conditioning or conditioning by others. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. That's amazing. I feel super light now. Thank you for that. Good, good. That's a tool that you can use and actually Mm -hmm. everybody can use that if they really are feeling that feeling again or if you feel that grief again, all you need to do is go back into that circle with that version of you. Maybe it's a different age or maybe it's a different version of you, but you can really tap into your heart space, your intuition and say, hey, which Mm -hmm. version of me is this? And ask her the questions like, how are you feeling and what do you need? That's so powerful too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes we don't know how those previous versions of ourselves are still feeling. And that's why it's still active in our energy field because that version of ourselves is still there saying, hey, I'm still grieving here. Like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're turning your attention towards her instead of running away from her and saying, okay, I hear you. I hear that you're grieving. What's going on? It's incredibly powerful work and it's stuff that we don't often look at and it's stuff that we don't listen to, but it's our bodies that are telling us, Hey, 
this is still here. You need to address this. And that's why it can take so long for us to move through some of these energies because it's basically that previous version of ourselves tapping us on the shoulder saying, Hey, I'm still, I'm still angry. I'm still grieving. I'm still sad. Can you please pay attention to me? And then once you do, you can be releasing that energy and you don't have to ever feel that again. Beautiful. Okay. Is there any other message that we have for Joan today? Not at this time. Okay. Joan, did you have any other questions? Um, No. That's great. And that goes back to the cosmic whispers. (laughs) It's like, are we listening? They're Mm -hmm. subtle, but they're not. Mm -hmm. We just have to pay attention. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. So we're going to close the Akashic Records for Joan. Thank you to Akula, my Akashic Guide, for being here. Thank you for Archangel Metatron, Archangel Sandophon, for giving us the messages that we needed. And thank you, Joan, for the beautiful work that you were just doing. Thank you. The records are closed. The records are closed. The records are closed. Thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That was so therapeutic. <laughs> Welcome oh back. My gosh, back to 3D reality. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Wow, that's so magical. <laughs> yeah. What was your experience throughout the all of the messages overall? Like what were you feeling? Um, oh my gosh, I'm still processing. It's it's just really incredible the vast amount of emotions you can feel at the same time mm. when you go from, yeah. you know, 3D to 5D. And then 3D, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like these human feelings and these physical feelings. And going back to when you mentioned the transmuting for the earth, you know, I'm trying mm. to differentiate when I'm doing it. And I'm thinking about when you said bubble water and I get these feelings sometimes where it's almost like electricity, but it does remind me of oh, like yeah. bubble water. Like I am like a big bottle of mm. Pellegrino. And I almost feel like I'm like levitating (laughs) or like I'm about to levitate. And it it feels really strange because I, it's not that I'm dizzy, but it's got like a dizzy feeling. And I I do get that from time to time, especially when I'm around like higher frequency people. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to float into the sky right now. You know? Well, and when we get around other like Mm -hmm. energy people, it basically just amplifies what Mm -hmm. we're already doing. And so it's almost like a preview of what is going to be our normal from here on out, because when I'm around other high frequency people, I feel, I feel that elevation as well. So like when I do readings for people, if they're in a similar frequency, like it just launches and it just goes to so many beautiful places. When I'm doing a reading for somebody who's really closed off to, Mm -hmm. let's say the information, which doesn't happen often, but it has happened occasionally. It's like, I just, I feel Mm -hmm. a brick wall. Like I just feel it. And I'm just like, Oh, this is going to be hard. Like, it's not that the information doesn't come to me. It's just that that flow of energy is not as easily available, right? So it gives us that idea of sort of where Mm -hmm. we're heading when we get around other people and they're amplifying our energy. So you can look forward to being a bottle of fizzy water for a while. It's a little overwhelming (laughs) sometimes, though. I'm like looking around. I'm like, am I floating? Are my feet on the ground? (laughs) Right, right, right. But it's not like unpleasant. (laughs) It's just a little um, confusing. That's all. Right. And when you get to the point where you're able mm-hmm. to handle it, your body will have adjusted mm-hmm. by then, okay. right? It's like, this is just like a little snapshot of what okay. it's going to be based on the the amplification of the energies. But like, it's, it's almost like trying a, a new coat mm-hmm. on, like, you know, it doesn't quite fit, but then after maybe wearing it three or four times, like it starts right. fitting you a little better, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So 
it has a lot to do with sort of getting used to mm -hmm. the new energies. And that seems to be a really big theme right now overall. I think the universe has been kind and it's giving me a little bit by little bit because sometimes it's extremely overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah. it is. It can be. Definitely. And, um, I mean, every session that we have together, I'm always like mind blown. I'm like, what just happened? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I have to say that I get mind blown yeah. myself. I mean, the information that I hear in the Akashic Records that I see, like it's yeah. It's cool stuff. It's so yeah, much fun to see. Is this earth. <laughs> yeah. I'd also like to pull a card. I'm using an Oracle deck called Moonology Manifestation Cards. Great. This will be for us and the collective. And you know, it's really crazy is like the reading that we had. It it ties in the past few episodes, you know? So it's, it's incredible mm. to see how everything's connected. I love that. I love that okay. so much. Ah, that's funny. Push through any insecurity. Isn't that uh huh. Relevant? Yeah. Yes, it is. All right, everyone. <laughs> Got to release that last 10% and push through it. Right. And also, it's not like it's the last 10% of this right. phase, yeah. right? Because then when we go on to another phase, it's going to be another, <laughs> you know, journey yeah. on that, right? It's always getting easier. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way, yeah. right? So, and recognizing. Yeah how to navigate journeys with, you know, you pick up more and more tools along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Energetic yeah. codependency. I'm just like facepalm. <laughs> that was, that was a new one for me. I had never, I had never seen that before and they have never told that to me before. Yeah. So that's okay. a new one. That'll be interesting to, yeah. to look at. Yeah. I've definitely. been so focused on the 3D for yeah. that. I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Annette. I will You're process very all of that and integrate all of that. And if you want to Great. share again a little bit about the workshop that you have coming up in September, as well as all your oh, socials sure. and whatever other message you want to send yeah. to the audience. Sure. So I'm doing an in-person workshop called Soul Discovery Workshop. And this is where I teach you how to connect in with your guides, your angels, you know, speak to people in the 5D, like we were just talking about today with you and Tupi, and learn how to channel, learn how to really read other people. So what I find is super helpful is when you are actually tapping into your, your intuition for somebody else, it gives you that validation as opposed to just being an echo chamber in your own head and understanding that how the messages are coming in may have a different quality than just your everyday average thoughts and determining that difference can make all the difference in the world as to how you move forward in your intuition. We spend two days basically going through all of this, practicing. I give you tools and meditations and all kinds of things. And then at the end, we dive into the Akashic records to just sort of see how you can feel in the energy. And uh, yeah, it's a really expansive workshop to be able to help you have these tools mm -hmm. to do this yourself. And that is going to be in Huntington Beach, California. That is September 16th and 17th, 2023. Right. And you can sign up on my website. You go to the store tab and pick Soul Discovery Workshop in Huntington Beach, California. My website is infinitesoullove.com and you can reach me on all social media. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. At Infinite Soul Love 1111. Awesome. Thanks again, Annette. Thank you so much, Joan. Always love having you here. 
I love being here. So anytime. Yes. Look forward to the next episode. All right. Okay. Hey. Have a great day. Yes. Have a great week and oh. have fun oh, transmuting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have fun dodging. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. DJing has provided me with a channel for creativity as well as another form of meditation. Stay tuned for one of my cosmically curated DJ sets coming up shortly. Thank you for being a part of our community. Be sure to connect with me by hitting subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. I greatly appreciate your support and would be thrilled if you could leave a review. Your reviews help this podcast reach a wider audience and foster a stronger collective connection. You can also connect with me on Instagram and YouTube at The Cosmic Whispers Podcast. Thanks for listening.
if you like what you hear and would like to check out the full set, be sure to find me, Cosmic Mama, on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash Cosmic Mama. Thank you.